Hey y'all, welcome to Couture Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Steele. Welcome back to another episode of Couture Conversations Podcast. Today, I am so excited to have this conversation with a partner of ours, the CEO of V24. I am so excited to talk to him because he has just begun his journey with this company and brings an exciting new perspective on the virtual communication technology world. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Tomer to the conversation. Welcome, Tomer, and thank you so much for joining today. Thank you for having me, Olivia. I'm excited to have this conversation. Wonderful. So let's just jump right in and tell the audience a little bit about your story. And you know, don't be shy about either be personal and professional, but when did you get started? A little bit about you, anything you'd like to share? Sure. So maybe I'll start with the personal stuff first. So I, I spent about half my childhood in Silicon Valley and the other half in Israel. As you can probably tell from my name, I'm originally from Israel. So it, it was it was very natural for me to go into software and, and technology in general once I was ready to begin my my career. And then by chance, I ended up working at a company that is in the broadcast media space, so in video, which led to the next job being also at a similar company, also in the video space, and then a third one following it. I mean, I transitioned with the video and, and broadcast technology from analog video into digital video and online with you know Netflix becoming the leading media company in the world and all the transitions that the TV stations had made during that time. So very much video first and, and digital. And in the last company I worked for, I also ventured into the space of user experience, design, and research. So given that background, V24 was, was really a perfect fit for me because we're really at the intersection of user experience or customer experience and video. So I, I joined V24 just over four months ago and really feels like the perfect fit for my, for my experience and my career so far. Incredible. And, and honestly, I can totally emulate that as well. When you know what you're bringing your passion, when your passion and your skill sets align, it's a magical combination to really do something special for a company. And one of the main reasons why, you know, we love V24 over a conversation to tour is how it's, how you're able to, you know, accelerate that digital side of your business by having such incredible technology at your fingertips. And, you know, for many brands, they just, we really don't know, they don't know where to begin. And so in a lot of ways, I feel like our companies do something similar where we're giving advice on where companies need to begin. So with your experience in this world, in this virtual communication uh, technology world, what advice would you suggest, you know, whether the brand be small, medium, or even the large ones, where they can begin in their research or their journey in technology? And what would you say to them? So I have a, a very pointed answer to that question, but maybe it makes sense for me to sidetrack for a moment and just give 
give a little bit of explanation of what V24 does. Yes. Because that will help explain my perspective, I think, a little bit. So in, in my first few months, I've been trying to really distill what is it that we do and, and really make it simple. I like when things are very straightforward and simple. And the way we, we typically explain what value proposition we bring to the table or what is it that we do is that we help bring the in-person experience that many brands have online. So what does that mean? In the most simple terms, I think there are two categories in digital where being in person is very different from the experience that you would have on a, on a website. The first one, the first category is when seeing the product that, that is, is important. So when we go out and we want to buy something online, seeing images or even a short video on a website is fine. But in many cases, and especially in high consideration items like jewelry or electronics or even buying a car or something of that nature, a picture only goes so far. So, for example, if you're buying an expensive watch, it would be really great to see that watch on someone's wrist as they're moving around and being able to ask for different angles and ask for, you know, for the person to move around and take it off their wrist to see the back of the watch and, and so on and so forth. So yeah. seeing the product is really important. And the second category, which I think everyone today understands very well, given, given what COVID has taught us with with remote conversations with people is that seeing the person you're speaking with is incredibly valuable. You know, five years ago when, when we were having a conference call at work, there would typically be some kind of polycom device on the desk and we would speak over the phone. Today, as I'm sure your day is, my day is basically going from one Zoom or Teams call to the next. And oh, yeah. seeing seeing people is incredibly important because that's how we can build trust and build relationships. So any any type of website where the product or service requires that level of trust or being able to have a real in-depth conversation with a person, video is incredibly valuable. So that's that's kind of the background. So what is it that we actually do at V24? Well, we we provide a suite of tools that enable instant engagement for websites. The most basic one is a chatbot for any type of automated FAQ-like Q&A, for example. But then more importantly, we also have tools for person-to-person -person communication. So that can be text, voice, or video. All of them are available instantly without the need to download any type of application. You just click and the video begins and you can speak with a representative from the company whose website you're on. To add to that, during the engagement, we also offer co-browsing technology. So for example, if you're exchanging messages with a chatbot, the chatbot can literally browse your browser to the right page. So for example, if you ask, why is my order taking so long to be delivered? The chatbot can move your browser to the page where you can track your order and you can fill the, the form to get your order number tracked. And then lastly, we also offer scheduling of appointments, either virtual appointments or video or in-person appointments in the brick and mortar establishment. I just wanted to say that's incredible. And to, to just amplify it a little more, one of the main reasons why your technology is, is so unique is because it offers all of these incredible connections on one platform. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. The way I think about it is people are very different. Some people want to engage with a chatbot. Others just want to talk to another another human. 
And back to your questions, where do I recommend for for companies to begin when they when they think about technology for their digital journey, for example? I think the answer is obvious. You have to start with your customers and the customer experience. And obviously, not all people come to your website will behave in the same way. So I think it's critical to give people options. Some people will want to engage with a chatbot. Others, like me, can't stand the chatbots. <laughs> and I, I will only use the chatbot if I have no other option. I'd much rather instantly connect with a person. And I especially appreciate doing it over video because I feel like myself and that person will understand each other much better when there's video involved. Like the, the simple answer, and I think, I think an obvious one, is where do you start? You start with your customers and you put yourself in your customer's shoes to understand what is it that they need in order to have a good experience when, when going through a digital journey that, that you'd like them to go through. I think that is so perfectly put. The knowing what your consumer wants and needs is essential to when you're choosing a technology to facilitate these interactions. And Tomer, I am so with you on the chat box sometimes. <laughs> it's very challenging because it's hard to assess the tone of someone on the chat box, depending upon you know the cadence of how they're saying something or how it could be received. And being able to see someone in real time someone who's been trained to talk about the pro talk about the products and and everything involved with the company is there's nothing quite like it it's 10 times better than the 1-800 phone conversation you <laughs> sometimes have to make and it is superior in my opinion to what the chat box can facilitate as well i just love the fact that when companies are looking for technology and they're scaling their business that they don't have to go to four different technology companies to facilitate these interactions. I love the fact that when you guys were building out your business model, you have it all in one place. So if there's any challenges, if there's any questions, training-wise, it's in with, with one company. And I, and I really, really like that aspect of, of what you guys bring to the table. And you know, it's... Sometimes scary for companies to to invest in this technology because it is an investment, but we have to think about the bigger picture, right? So, you know, why do you think companies are a little apprehensive at first to invest into technology that gives this incredible experience? Yeah, I, I agree with you. One of the things that I learned in my first few months at V24 is and probably the most surprising thing that I that I came across since joining is that here in the US, we're actually behind the UK and Western Europe in terms of adopting such technology. So for example, in the UK, so a majority of our team is actually in the UK. So I go back and forth quite a bit. And every single large retailer, at least the ones that I've checked out, have an ability to connect human to human on their website. So they have some sort of engagement usually with video on their website. And here in the US, I think we're just you know, three to five years behind. We're just not there yet. And just the first few brands have started such initiatives recently. And I don't think it's a cultural thing. I don't think we're less interested in having video than our counterparts, you know, across the pond. I, th I think it's it's just, we're, we're just a little bit late. And I think there's also another dynamic, which is not not positive in my view, which is that there's so much technology to automate and artificial intelligence. Of course, ChatGPT is in the news every single day for the past couple months. 
And that's, that's really influenced, I think, a lot of companies to overinvest in automation and AI and neglect the human to human interaction. You know, they've shoved it aside, even though that is something that most people, I believe, are interested in. So there, there's, there are tons of bots. There, there's tons of AI. We hear about it every single day. But the reality is, is that there are also a lot of frustrated customers that would be much less frustrated and, and perhaps even you know, content and happy if there was an ability to connect with another person. So I think, I don't know if being apprehensive is necessarily the right word when it comes to companies leaning into the human to human interaction, but we're, we're definitely behind and we have way too much, in my opinion, automation and AI that is sometimes counterproductive. I cannot agree with you more. <laughs> I believe, I was just having a conversation about this yesterday on a panel. ChatGPT and AI are great tools to aid in, in helping us do our role or helping us facilitate communication, but we can't rely upon it for it to grow long-lasting relationships like a human-to-human interaction is going to be. You know, chat GPT or AI can facilitate a meeting or, you know, emails being sent or curating messages. But when it actually comes down to engaging with a customer or a client one-on-one, you can't rely upon technology solely to do the job for you. And that's where I think a little bit of a disconnect can become where, yes, scalability-wise, having more people on your team is a little bit more expensive than having a bot do it for you. But what are the results going to be like? You know, it's no better than going through that horrendous 1-800, press this button, say your concern here, where everyone gets frustrated and says, can I please talk to a human? You know, and so my rebuttal to anyone saying that they really just want a bot or they really just want, you know, AI or chat GPT to take over is how damaging is a bad review of customer experience to your business? And I think that the power that, you know, the technology that you are offering gives companies is the ability to set a standard for what their customers should expect service wise when they're shopping with them. And that level, that high level of experience, I like to call luxury level, is unparalleled when you have it with a human interaction. And, you know, we don't want to confuse that with what ChatGPT does because it's just, there's no parallel to that. It's completely different. So, you know, that begs the question, you know, in your experience, what are some challenges or pitfalls if companies, you know, do this implementation a little incorrectly? Yeah, so I think there are, there are two things that that I think about all the time. One is that video, especially, is still kind of tricky. It's a, it's a very dynamic environment. So browsers are updating themselves all the times. You know, there's app store updates and so on. And doing it on your own is risky, and it really has little benefit to adopting a technology that just works out of the box. So that that's that's the top of mind item for me. The second thing, which you touched on a little bit, is that if you don't have a really good experience, 
you're at risk of losing your competition, right? We don't live in a vacuum. Any, any experience that is not, is not good enough or not up to standard is a huge risk for the company because their competitor may have a better experience that, that will be the reason why the next customer buys from the competitor and not from them. So I, I think those are, those are two big repercussions and pitfalls. And something that I, I always keep top of mind for our own website is that we want to connect first. We don't want to take the risk of a prospect coming to our website, connecting with our competitor before they do with us, because that, that first connection is the most likely one to convert and, and giving the best experience, obviously. Absolutely. And it's interesting because I only see opportunity for technology like yours for companies because it's opening up an entirely new communication channel to impress your incoming customers. Over 80% of people now are doing research on a brand before they even think about stepping in person to a physical store. So working together to make sure that the in-person and the online work really well together and the experience is you know, emulates one another is important. And it's a brand's opportunity to not leave that on a virtual table. I think one of the things, an op- a huge opportunity a lot of brands have that they're not capitalizing on is reaching those people that are coming to do the research piece of their shopping for either luxury or any any brand really. It's that connection that they make. And so I'm curious to, to, to learn, you know, because they go so hand in hand with training and technology. I know personally, just from, you know, working with a couple of individuals on your team that you guys put such an emphasis on training around your technology. So how do you see training and technology really working together to ensure that everything goes off without a hitch? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're you're highlighting the reason why our partnership is exciting to us. The people involved in using our platform is the most common objection to why to whether companies should or shouldn't add video. The business case for adding video and enriching an experience with either a bot or or having the person to person engagement is a no-brainer. No one no one argues with that. Everyone's Every conversation I have begins with a premise that this is something that we should do. The, the question of how we do it from a logistics perspective and a trainings perspective is, is where it starts getting a little bit tricky and, and difficult. So why is it difficult? Because th- there's typically people who are either currently answering the phone or maybe they're only used to having customers come into a brick and mortar store. And, and we basically need to train them to do a good job at receiving incoming video calls or incoming text chats. And, and um, perhaps in some cases, we, we recently launched, for example, a mobile app that can be used to transfer a call from a contact center into a store. So a store associate needs to be able to grab an iPad and, and take that inbound call. And while they're in store, they, they have an opportunity to show products through that, through that video call or, or just be able to have a, a conversation with someone on an iPad as opposed to seeing them face to face. 
So that, that training is critical. It's the one objection I would say that we hear over and over again, where companies are kind of lost and don't know how to do it, but they, they all understand that they need to be able to do it. They, they must do it if they want to continue to be competitive. I think one of the biggest trends of this conversation is remaining or retaining a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Yeah. I, I can't stress enough to brands on a daily basis how imperative it is that it's not a matter of if your brand is going to adapt this. It's a matter of when you're going to do it and how far behind you're going to be behind everyone else that's already doing it. And it's interesting, you know, the word scared <laughs> comes to mind when I talk to brands a lot because they're nervous about taking away the exclusivity factor of their unique brand by, you know, making it, you know, super accessible to the masses, which to my response always is, and I would love to hear your perspective on this too, is people are coming to your website anyways, you know, over 98% of people will go to a website and leave it within, you know, 13 seconds in their first visit. So how do we capture them better? I think one of the biggest things whenever I hear the word scared or, you know, nervous to do this for a business is why are you nervous to implement something into your business that is going to allow you to reach more people, not just in your area, but also globally and retain those customers as well. So when I'm thinking about communication and I'm thinking about connecting those dots of, of everything coming together for a brand, you know, you guys work with some exceptional, exceptional brands in the marketplace. When you're first meeting with them, I'm really curious to learn, you know, do you find that because we're in our infancy of in the United States of implementing this more so than, you know, across the pond, do you feel that they feel like nervous to, to implement this at all? Or, or that they just don't know where to begin. I think it's more the latter. I, I don't, like I said before, I think it's, it's a no brainer. Everyone knows that they must do it. The question is just how. And the majority of the how has to do with the logistics, the training, the people, as opposed to the technology itself, because the technology is relatively straightforward. You know, 15 years ago, video was still a new thing on the internet, but now it's, it's ubiquitous and it's, it's part of our every single day lives. So I don't think anyone doubts that this is the way to do it, especially for considered purchases, you know, luxury and, and products where you're going to be spending time researching, as you mentioned before. I continuously think about buying a car because that's actually where V24 <laughs> originated. The company was founded in a project that ended up being helping Lexus penetrate the market in Germany. So Lexus, you know, new at the time, a relatively new and relatively unknown in Germany, Japanese luxury car manufacturer is up to try to enter a market where Mercedes and BMW have been, have been dominating for many years. And one of the ways that they did see some success with our platform about 15 years ago was to offer this exceptional and, and unique customer experience that involved video. So back then, it was a really strong differentiator and a new thing. Today, much less so. But I think on the other hand, today, it's a must-have. Like If you don't have that, 
then you're at risk of your competitor being ahead of you and, and offering a better experience. I think that that is, that's so perfect and leads me to the last question that I've been so excited to, to ask you. It teed it up perfectly. You guys have been around for a very long time. A lot of technology companies in this space are new and they're, you know, just a couple of years old. You guys have the history of innovating and moving with where the market is going. So, you know, for anyone listening, and I'm sure they're curious too, what are you most excited about for V24 in the years to come? I think that what we have today is already amazing. So it's it's so easy for for you and I, Olivia, and and you know for any let's say young professional living in a large metro area in the U.S. to go online and buy something or hire hire some kind of service and trust that the system is going to work and and it will be easy for us. Mm-hmm. I think what's coming next is is making that experience accessible to everyone and for every product and service out there. So to, to remove friction from every single experience that, that you have, there's just so many opportunities and such a small part of the overall market is utilizing technology that's already available. So at, at a very high level, you know, very broadly, that excites me. It excites me that, that a technology like ours will be everywhere on every single digital experience that everyone has because that's certainly not the case today. So so that that will be amazing in terms of specific technologies that I think I think we will see. I think I think there will be more and more conversational purchases, so much less a flow where I I go to a website which basically looks like a catalog that used to be in a magazine. I search for the product that I want, I find it and then I buy it, but much more of a conversation of I want to do X, Y, and Z, and then I, I get what I want to do from the website. Whether that be with a person or with some kind of AI, I think that's going to be much more ubiquitous than it is today. Today, it's still very rare to see, to have an experience like that. Obviously, ChatGPT, as we mentioned before, <laughs> has, has taught us all that that's possible. But now it's about implementing it in the correct way, whether it be human or AI. I don't think that's... That really is a huge deal. I think both are good, but having it on every single website for every single digital experience that we have and for every single person. So not just, you know, the 1% of the 1% that are currently very comfortable, but it needs to be, it needs to be for older people and for younger people and, and for people who are not necessarily living in the large cities and, and very, very used to working with technology. So that's, I think that's going to be a change that we see over the coming years. And, and it's one of the, again, it's one of the reasons why I joined V24. I think, I think we're just at the very beginning of a very long journey of changing the way we, changing the experiences that we have online. That is so well said. I too dream about the day where this is not the 1% of the 1%. It's status quo across the board. And it's something that brands just offer like <laughs> like a checkout service on their website. It's just something that is newer because you know newer to the space meaning not everyone has it yet. But I do dream about the day where it's accessible and not just accessible but customers know to expect that on a website. 
And it's the brand's responsibility to to keep up with that. I think that's so great and an incredible place to conclude our conversation today. And I feel like, you know, this episode did go a little bit longer than what we normally cap it off, but I was really enjoying the conversation and would love to have you back at some point, Tomer, to talk more about technology and where we see it moving into the future and giving brands the you know, empowerment to start implementing this today and not waiting, you know, another couple of years, because this is only going to continue to become imperative for a brand, a company to embed into their process online, virtually, and truly bringing that in-person selling online and virtually, and not limiting it to just one capability, having multiple capabilities. So Tomer, thank you so, so much for coming. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. Thanks, Olivia. I enjoyed the chat. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. I will talk to you guys soon. 